Welcome back to Survivor, Coach's Edition. Alright, and for our final Tribal Council, we see who is on the chopping block for this season's elimination. Let's hear from each coach and hear their final arguments. Taylor Jenkins, from the Grizzlies, what do you have to say for yourself? I have Ja Morant. I also have Andre Iguodala, so if you let me go, no one gets him. I'm not trading him. Interesting. Steve Kerr, with the Warriors. I won rings, and Steph won me run, rings. I, I don't really care whether I go or not. I, I can leave, honestly, if, if, I mean, if that, that works for everyone. Okay, okay. David Fisdale, from the Knicks. I, I don't think you really expect me to win with a team led by a star in Julius Randle. All right, interesting. Jim Bolin, from the Bulls. I hate Zach Levine. Please fire me. All right, the tribe has spoken. David Fisdale, you have been evicted from the Big Brother house. Wait, what? I'm sorry, you don't get a rose. A rose? I don't want a rose. You are no longer in the running for America's Next Top Model. So does that mean I'm like second top model? You've been chopped. Chopped? What is this? What's going on? Off Wieder, Zane. I don't speak German. You're fired. Oh, okay, I get it. That makes sense. Wait a minute, what? Live from South Carolina, it's Cardboard Box Eats. Cardboard Box Eats. Play that saxophone. Have you ever heard of an armchair quarterback? It means someone has an opinion, but doesn't necessarily participate in the sport. But it also means that they care enough about the sport to discuss it and try to make it better. In our basketball world, we call this cardboard box seats. We see the game from afar like true fans, but we always show up with the same intensity as if we were at the games ourselves. We don't have the money or the connections like the other talking heads on TV, but we do have some ideas which might seem too out there, and honestly, we've got opinions which might change. Either way, we have fun, so come and watch the game with us from our cardboard box seats. And we back. We back. This is episode 13, and uh, so lucky number 13. The big one three. And it's kind of, it's the week of Friday the 13th, Gabe. What do you think about that? Um, honestly, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Okay, Michael Scott. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know why I had to call me out like that. All right, starting us off, we're staying relevant. Um, Nick, what's what's the, some big headlines that we've gone over so far? So some crazy things that happened. Uh, sad day for the Warriors. It, you know, they say don't kick a man when he's down, but the NBA is just going to kick the Warriors when they're down and continue to kick them. Um, example here is they started taking national nationalized TV games away from the Warriors and replacing them with Lakers Clippers matchups. Yikes. Um, are we surprised by any of this? I, I, I'm not, personally. The Warriors have been atrocious this season, clearly because they've lost all their star power. I mean, it makes sense, but why? Why? Um, okay, let me just repeat my last statement. They've lost all their star power. Who, who are they going to watch? Okay, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Willie <laughs> Cauley-Stein? <laughs> Draymond Green? Oh, you said they lost all their star power. Never mind. Yeah, he's out being because he's a heel or something like that. Is that what I read? Oh, no, it's because he hurt his heel. Oh, that makes much more sense now. 
one of the Warriors games that they're replacing is a Lakers-Clippers matchup. Why the heck wasn't this on a TV schedule anyway? I don't know. Uh, that honestly makes no sense. But you'd think they would want like the big, big games like that to be on it. Just like you would want the potential, what people are thinking to be like the finals matchup with the Clippers and the Bucks to be tele- televised. And I mean, that's been televised. So why would you not want the one of the biggest rivalries in the NBA right now with the Clippers and Lakers to be on TV? So kind of silly. Absolutely true. Speaking of that Buckers, but <laughs> those Buckers, <laughs> those Bucks versus Clippers, that matchup. Dang, I don't. Uh, are we? Do we really expect the Clippers to make the finals after that performance? I don't know. I mean, and Kawhi played this time, so that's true. It's kind of spooky. Yeah, Friday the thirteenth. Ooh, it's happening. Anyway, Rockets versus Spurs. There was a crazy overtime mishap with a dunk that didn't count. Um, the Rockets are fighting the outcome. We have sideline reporter Nicholas Mockernut on the scene right now. He's going to give us just the facts. Hey, Gabe, uh, we're back. Uh, I'm on the sideline right now, and uh, thanks thanks for tuning in. So, the facts. Let's see. <laughs> the Rockets played the Spurs uh, last Tuesday, and the Rockets lost 135-133 to 133 in overtime. Things that happened, like you said, the dunk. Uh, James Harden went for a dunk. And it was around 7.50 in the fourth quarter left. Um, there was 7.50 in the fourth quarter left. Uh, and the Rockets had a 104-89 lead against the Spurs. And he dunked the ball. With, I mean, pretty surprising anyway when, when a point guard dunks the ball. But it went through the net, back around, and then hit the, back of, hit, hit the top of the rim. And the officials said it didn't count because in their eyes they thought it went through and then bounced back out. And they didn't replay it or anything like that. So, I think the action, one of the, the further after they watched it a couple more times, their reasoning behind it was the ball did not clear the net. So it, I, I don't even know. I've never seen this happen before. He dunked it. It kind of swooped with the net and came back up to the top and then bounced out of the rim. So if it would have went in, would it have counted for four points? I don't Another know. Four point play by James Harden. I don't know. But. The Rockets, like we said, are, are fighting it. So the deadline to file a protest is 48 hours after the game. The Rockets were optimistic and hoped that the NBA would overturn their loss to a dub. Both teams have five days to provide evidence to why they think they should win. And then Adam Silver has up to five days after receiving that evidence to make his ruling. Like, What do we expect to get from this? One game win out of an 82 season, 82 game season. Right. I mean... I understand that every win is important in the Western Conference, but if anything, like how, how do you determine if this was a win or not? Would this dunk, this single dunk, would this have caused that much of a difference with eight minutes left? Eight minutes left, and I mean, the Rockets blew a lead. So, I mean, they can't blame this dunk on the fact that they blew the huge lead that they had. Like, I don't know, just trying to throw a little fit right now. But interesting, the last time that they overturned some overturned um, a game like this was when Shaq played for the Heat. Oh, really? Yep. They had to go back and play, uh, I think it was the last couple minutes in the fourth quarter. Wait, so they actually played? Yep. Yeah, they went back and did it. I think it was a, a double, like... Like a doubleheader, essentially, where the Heat and whoever they were playing, I don't remember, played the first game right before the actual game was supposed to start, finished that, and then jumped into the game that was um, already scheduled. 
What? Yeah. That is so wild. That seems completely unfair for the Heat after they just played a game. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> That's pretty wild. I, I That was my next question. I wouldn't even know like how they deal with that. Do they play it? But I guess they do. I, I guess they would play it again um, would be Adam Silver's ruling. But yeah. again, the lead that the Rockets had going into that kind of makes it hard for me to think if, if I was in Adam Silver's shoes to kind of want to give the Rockets the that W. Yeah. I, th- I think the biggest surprise is that although he had an open drive, essentially an open lane, he didn't go for a step back three or try to draw the foul. So, well, we'll see how that one turns out. Be interesting because that's that's that'll come up soon. Get to hear what old uh, old Adam Silver has to say. Yeah, we saw it on. I saw it kind of explode on social media. And speaking of which. I'm a little upset with social media right now, specifically... Grab the soapbox. Grab it. Fine. Okay. Okay. Okay, I have it. Do you want me to get on it? Yep. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Get on it. Okay. Bleacher Report. House of Highlights. Mainly Bleacher Report. You're only giving highlights to LeBron, Luka, and Giannis. There's plenty more great players in the league, and they should be highlighted more. Booker hits 45 threes in a row. The Sixers haven't lost a game at home yet. Raptors and Clippers have the best bench mob by far, and it's not even close. Come on, guys. Do your job. What's a, ben- what's a bench mob? I'm sorry, like all the other rotational players, like the, the bench squad. But anyway, I get it. LeBron, Luka, Giannis. They're supposed to be the MVPs. But there's 30 teams total, and then 30 times 14, whatever that number is, how many players? Probably half of those are exceptional. So let's 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 see some more highlights of them. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. All right. Go put it away. Okay, it's away. All right. So something crazy that happened after we finished recording our last episode, we we're talking about shortening the games. That day, we saw highlights for the league seriously considering shortening schedules. And it's kind of creepy. Yeah, it made us wonder if we were bugged. So Adam, if you're listening, uh, we'd love to have you on the show. We love you. I mean, we'd love to have you on the show. I agree. Sorry. They want to shorten seasons, which they've talked about recently. Shorten seasons, um, add a mid-season tournament, which I don't, I don't really know how that would work. Do you know? So here's how it works. First, let me let me talk about shortening the season. Originally, um, so there's 82 games in a season. A lot of people, um, not in the NBA organization, but more like reporters and analysts, were saying, "Yeah, like knock it down five games, making it 77 games." That's not going to do a whole lot of difference between 82 and 77. I think the lowest number that I've heard is 68. The highest number I've heard is 78. 68, that's that's a big difference from 82. So, And then moving on to the, the midseason tournament, they would do something like similar to the March Madness bracket style. I have a feeling it would kind of lead into the All-Star break with either single elimination or double em- elimination. And instead of having like a cash prize or a purse as a prize, they would have... Um, potentially, and this is kind of the, something they talked about earlier this week, a um, an extra draft pick for the person or for the team rather who wins that midseason tournament. So, I, I definitely think that's gonna that would have a lot more weight than what is it for the All Star game? They win ten thousand dollars. Okay, yeah, that, that, I mean that's a lot of money for us. But when most of these guys make a minimum of one million dollars, that's that's chump change for them. Granted, if they want to donate that to us and our podcast. By all means, I don't. I'm not really a fan. If we're being honest, I'm not. If I'm being honest, I'm not really a fan of the the idea of a mid season tournament. 
I feel like you have more risk of injury then in the middle of the season when you need to save all your energy for each game and then maybe save a little bit in the tank for playoffs and the finals if you're able to go. I don't know. I just, it sounds kind of silly. Well, in a sense, it is a little bit silly. I think that, yes, injuries do play a big role in it, but it does open the door for a lot of those kind of lower tier teams to get out of that lower tier. Because you want turnaround in the NBA. You don't want the same team winning over and over. We saw that with the Warriors. And I, I, I can't say in the Warriors. Point in case. Would we see like the Suns get an extra uh, draft pick or the Timberwolves? I think, yeah. I think they play great, obviously. Um, and they would maybe beat out a lot of those top tier teams. But at the same time, if you have like a great bench squad... And you just say, all right, y'all y'all are the starting five now. Let's see what y'all can do. This gives them playing time and time to develop against kind of upper tier players. If they win, they win. If they don't, they don't. I don't think it would be included in their total wins and losses column. But it would be, I think it would be fun to watch. But could you not essentially have like, let's say you have the number one team and let's say it's three years ago, two years ago, you have the Warriors, number one team. Would Could they not essentially just, okay, we're going to lose all our games so that way we can just rest up, go into the all-star break like, we know we have KD locked in. We know we have Steph locked in. Clay, we can lock him in. Like, could they not just not do well on purpose? It, during the season or the tournament? The tournament. Sing. But you want to win the tournament. I mean, if they have no desire to win because they, they don't need the draft picks or anything like that, you know? Just okay. be a good reason to, to rest your players. Yeah, why not? I'm fine with that. Another side of that, include it in the wins and loss columns, and then they, they're forced to play it. Oh, there you go. Easy solution. Yeah, but then you'd have to have like kind of that consolation bracket and winner's bracket and stuff like that to make sure everyone plays the same amount of game. Yeah. James Harden, he, he was pretty outspoken about it. As soon as they made the announcement, he said, what are we in college? <laughs> well, I mean, no. Like, <laughs> you're not? <laughs> What, what do you expect the answer to be? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realize we had to answer that for you. <laughs> I don't think it'll happen this year, obviously, but I think it might happen with the kind of that big anniversary of the NBA coming up. I believe it's 75 years. Yep. Um, I don't think it's, I think it's next year, right? I think so. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens by then as along with the shortened NBA season. So ESPN is also giving Le, uh, LeBron's son and Dwayne Wade's son uh, on their high school team, they're giving them some airtime for about 15 of their games. Um, and that, I think, is ridiculous. Not only should they be out of the limelight in high school, let them enjoy their high school. They have it hard enough with all the, the attention they're getting for being the superstar sons. They're already under a microscope. Puberty, stuff like that. Yeah, everything. They will have more games televised than 19 NBA teams, including the Mavericks, Heat, Pacers, and the reigning champs, the Raptors. Even more so, they have more games televised than the Knicks, Hornets, Bulls, Suns, Cavs, Wizards, Magic, Wolves, Grizzlies, Pistons, and Hawks combined. You just listed 15 teams. That's half the league that a high school team has more games televised than half the NBA. That is ridiculous. Combined. Yeah. Half of the NBA combined. That is crazy. It baffles me the things that celebrities and TV personalities and sports personalities will go through. I just, I would not want to be in their shoes. 
And we'll probably dig this audio clip up once we hit it big and we're under the microscope. But until then, I'll complain about it. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty silly to have high schoolers. I mean, don't get us wrong. They are great players, but they're in high school. And they still have a long way to go before they come into the NBA. Wild times we live in. So, Nick, I have a question for you. Are you ready? Are the Nets better without Kyrie? Do you really want me to answer this? I do. I, I think everyone knows the answer. Yes. What's the answer? Yes, they are better without Kyrie. Just a simple yes? Just a simple a yes. soft yes? Yeah. No. Sure. Yeah, soft yes. Soft yes. Is it, is it, does it come down to the chemistry of it all? Does it come to the fact that he doesn't want to face his old team because he's afraid he might get booed? Yes, the fact that he is a child does play into it. Or is it that Spencer Dinwiddie is actually better than him? I don't know. Um, I think I think it's because he's a child. I think he's a great player, but I think he has to start playing and kind of suck it up. Like, you decided to go to the Nets. You have to face the consequences that go with the move. And if he yeah. wants advice, he I mean, he just needs to talk to LeBron, talk to any player who's... I mean, talk to Kevin Durant, his own teammate, who's gone right. through it before, like... This is just part of leaving a franchise that loved you and welcomed you and going and trying to start on your own. I mean, you got to stand by what stand by your decision. So, yeah. And I don't think going to Kevin Durant would be the best idea either because I don't think he's dealing with it in any better way. Fighting on Twitter and just continually talking about him being a, a snake and going to the Warriors. But yeah, I know what you mean. And I doubt he talked to LeBron, his dad. <laughs> They, they've they gotten a better relationship. I mean, father-son relationships can be tough, I guess. <laughs> Dang, got him. Ooh. Speaking of LeBron. That walk. Walk it like I talk it. That was pretty wild. Migos. That was very, that was very similar to uh, Eric Bledsoe walking in from out of bounds or even Russell Westbrook just walking it halfway up the court. For those of you who didn't see the game, uh, LeBron decided to just randomly pick up the ball at half court uh, and then continue dribbling. Take three steps. In front of the ref, and the official watched him do it and did nothing. Absolutely nothing. But the jazz player in front of in front of him absolutely freaked out. He was jumping up and down, throwing his hands around. That was probably the funniest part to watch. Right, but I mean, nothing happened. The the play continued. So yeah, hey, the play continued, and the ref got his money. Yeah, so. it's pretty funny. I, I I saw a video on it either on Bleacher Report or ESPN, and um, Dwayne Wade commented like, "Why? What was the ref thinking?" Like. It's pretty funny when, when LeBron's best friend like called him out and said he was wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of uh, the Jazz, Gabe, what's going on? Um, I, w- I bought them and very, very high. Uh, I thought they were going to be, I believe I had them three, number three in the, the West. Right now, they are nowhere to be seen. Um, they're not playing the way that I thought they would play at all. Uh, I thought they would be very much more offensively focused and a lot more scoring. But, it, I mean, they do have a great defensive team, and that's what they're relying on. But at the same time, guys, you got to score. you got to score. It's, it's, it's comical the way that I was believing them. Um, and now I, I look. Now I'm embarrassed, to say the least. Looking at the roster, they should be, like you said, top three. So it's, it's, it Absolutely. Is, it's pretty sad. Right now they're about middle of the pack in the Western Conference, right under kind of Rockets, Clippers, but right above the Suns and Timberwolves. So, it, I mean, it's wild, wild west. The wild west. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, when the west is so stacked. What do you think about possibly just not having conferences? You have to have conferences, I think, for... Well, I don't know. 
I don't know why you have conferences. Explain to me why you think you shouldn't have conferences. I mean, I I don't really have an opinion on it. I was just, I didn't know if you did. You could have not have conferences and then just have one through 30 and then just best record in the top. That's true. Top 16 play each other in playoffs. Top eight play each other in playoffs, however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were going to do more of the tournament style, more copy the college style way of play, we can just go straight up and do one through 16 and then do a bracket that way. Yeah, and I think that's something that we both agree should happen. Or here's an idea. Similar to the NFL, you have, well, you already have divisions in the NBA, but have the divisions play into a little bit more of a role and have like the winner of each division automatically make it. Something like that. Yeah. And then essentially have like a wild card tournament. And that could be your play in tournament for a playoff spot instead of a draft pick. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I mean, Adam Silver is definitely making it his league right now, just like each commissioner does, like David Stern did his own own when he was in charge. So it'll be interesting to see how like the next 10 years unfold with him as the commissioner, because I'm sure it'll definitely change the way basketball is played. Maybe not the, the style, but with the tournaments and maybe even conferences, stuff like that, rules and regulations stuff. Yeah, I think he's definitely going to make it better for the players and for the fans I, I think he's definitely a man of the people as one would say i agree i agree so so what do you think about this heat team they've caught fire they're living up to their their name it's pretty shocking i'm happy for them it's they're nice playing like they want it yeah they've been slept on so absolutely i definitely agree with that with their uh with kendrick nunn and tyler harrow they've their their rookies and the addition of jimmy butler i thought the chemistry issue would have been a little bit play a little bit more of a role but i mean they're they're at the top of the Eastern right now. They're obviously not the top top, but they're in the top half, even of the playoff spots. So yeah, I I think with Jimmy Butler's it's kind of gone back to that early Chicago Bulls style of play. So absolutely, which is I mean that was the best for him, and then he had a couple rocky seasons after that. But mm-hmm. and that that was I mean he did great then. So I think we're we're seeing him him shine again. Yeah, and I think maybe those other rocky seasons he. He was honestly bored in the cities he was at. All of his energy came out in practice and on the court. Like Minnesota, what, what are you going to do up in Minnesota? Go ice skating? Yeah, freeze. Philadelphia, what are you going to go do? Eat Run a some steak? stairs. Run some stairs? Yeah. Get yelled at by your fans? No. And teammates? <laughs> and teammates? Live it up in Miami? Pretend you're Miami Vice? Wear Miami Vice? Man. One of your best friends is there? Dwayne Wade? Oh, man. The list goes on and on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's his time. <laughs> it's his city. Well, oh, sorry. Yeah, oh. it's both, considering it's Wade County. It is, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Shaquille O'Neal is the sheriff. Yeehaw. Next one, staying relevant. We got Chris Paul of the Thunder. You know, he plays for the Thunder now. Was playing Jordan Bell of the Timberwolves. Speaking of the Timberwolves. Cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. Cold like us, Rex Soda. Hey, so... The Thunder and the Timberwolves were playing each other, and it was going down to overtime. Jordan Bell checks in, runs in, jersey's untucked. What happens next, Gabe? Chris Paul starts yelling, It's a delay of game! That's a delay of game! The ref hears him, sees Jordan Bell's untucked jersey, and because that is the rules, it is a delay of game, and it's a one-shot technical, which puts, I believe, puts the Thunder in the position to win it. Yeah, so they already had the um the Timberwolves already had a delay of game earlier in in the game, so that's what gave them the opportunity oh, yeah, right. to give that extra shot. Yeah, so it, it helped give them the lead in overtime. Crazy. 
wild times and he got a lot of flack for it on um on like twitter and among his his colleagues in the nba they were just, i don't remember what they were calling him but they were definitely calling him out for being kind of almost chicken and stuff like that for kind of banking on the rules is that a fair thing no no it's not fair at all he knows the rules of the game that's great he's not just playing the game he's he's studying how the game is played he's studying the rules He's taking out the officials' playbook and, and, and their rules and regulations, and he's studying that to know what to do and, and how to get away with things. Kobe did the same thing. He said many times that when the officials, he knew the route of the officials, and he knew he could get away with a foul because the officials would be blocked. Wait a minute. You're comparing breaking breaking the official rules to someone who is following the official rules? Um, yes. <laughs> Yes, you are. I'm comparing the greatness of Kobe to Chris Paul because they both went above and beyond than what was called of them and studied the official rule book to play better. Play dirtier, but mm-hmm. play better. That's true. Both utilized their basketball IQ to achieve a level of greatness that no one would ever expect. I think from the the other player's perspective, it was more of a situation of, oh, he doesn't rely on his own game or his own defense. He has to rely on the rules and regulations. So I see why it could have been an issue. It's not his fault Jordan Bell came out without his jersey tucked in. But we see untucked jerseys all the time. Untucked Kyrie. delay game. Delay game. But they don't call it on him. They need to. Maybe this will start having players call it more. I don't know. We need, we need to talk to that ref we met at the Hornets game. We do. Bennett. Salvatore. Mamma mia. <laughs> he won't call us back. Yeah, he, he will definitely not call us back. But the Thunder won the game, so... Well, CP3 might have won the game, and Jordan Bell might have lost the game. I mean, still, that's big for the Thunder. They're not doing amazing. But they're not doing awful. Yeah, but I think they're doing a little bit better than we all anticipated. That's for sure. Yep. Um, and finally, I would like to brag on myself. Um, I called it. I, Gabe called it. In our big list at the beginning of the season, we said all these things, and one of the list, one of the, yeah, the list items was which coach would be fired first. Nick, who did you say? I said Scott Brooks of the Wizards. Well, you're wrong, and I was right. It was David Fisdale of the New York Knicks. Thank you for rubbing that in. You're welcome. So one point, Gabe, and. I, I think you have no points, right? That would, yeah, no points. That would be yeah. the case. Yes, thank that, you. That would be the case right now. Did we expect the Knicks to succeed? No. No. They have a team of two two guards, and the rest are power forwards and centers. Come yeah. on. But, like, it's not always the coach's fault. And in this it's case, it's not. it wasn't David Fisdale's fault. He did the best he could with the team he was given. It's not his fault that the organization chose to go after only power forwards and centers this offseason and not try and get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving who they said they were going to market after and Richard Jefferson yeah yeah they did they did try and get Richard Jefferson and he said as soon as the Knicks came after him he knew it was time to retire and that's why he is no longer in the league RIP dang that's essentially of dating someone and then them like becoming a nun it's ridiculous I mean I like it because his hatred for the because he played for the Nets, his hatred for the Knicks is so strong that he would rather retire than go play for his arch-rival team. And I think there needs to be yeah. a little more of that back in the league. Well. <laughs> I mean, because if you think about it, Rondo played for the Celtics. Where is he now? Lakers. That is true. DeAndre Jordan played for the Knicks. 
Now he's on the Nets. Hmm, that's a good point. Dang, if they would have kept DeAndre Jordan, I feel like it would have been good too. But they they really just botched the offseason. That's really what it comes down to. And like you said, I completely agree. It does not always fall onto the scapegoat of a coach. I think everyone was already okay with the Knicks having a losing season. Why do you need to find a scapegoat? Yeah. Just ride through the storm. Yeah, you got to. And then just hope for a better offseason next year. Or like like we've said in, in previous episodes, mainly with uh, Josh Rodriguez, he said maybe just trade some of the players away for, for draft picks and or money. Or a coach. Can you trade for coaches? I don't think so. I think you can um, in FIFA on the app, but I don't think you can for uh, NBA. Gotcha, gotcha. But maybe they just need to, Josh needs to go shoot them an email or something. Honestly, I would I would vote for Josh to be the president of the Knicks organization. I don't think he wants it by any means. No, probably not. He's doing a whole lot better. Oh, yeah. Working with LeBron? Dang. What a lucky guy. Lucky guy. So, updated uh, MVP race. We'll just talk about this really, really quick. It's Giannis, Luka, uh, LeBron, Harden. So, pretty much everyone you listed earlier that's getting all the highlights on Bleacher Report. All the media votes. Yeah. All the media votes, man. The only person that I'm not seeing on House of Highlights a lot is James Harden. And I think that has to do with his shooting percentage, and that's why he's number four on the list right now, which I'm totally fine with. I don't think I think he's definitely an offensive threat, and I've said this many times. But I don't even know who to pick out of those other three guys. It's going to be very, very difficult. Yeah. For me, I mean, you got to think like MVP, like we talked about before, so re- well-rounded in everything. And I think like all those guys are, are, are showing that very mm-hmm. well. I mean, I think Luca maybe has like the triple doubles he's had. It, it just speaks volumes. And then LeBron, I mean, like passing the torch, he's okay with not being in the limelight, but still somehow in, in the in the running for MVP. Still playing like he is in the limelight. Yeah, right. It's the Lake Show, who are doing exceptional, by the way. Yeah, they are. It's crazy. Yeah, so praying obviously that everyone stays healthy. I don't even know who I would vote for right now. Do you? I don't think you have. I don't think you take in numbers anymore. Russell Westbrook has added a triple double for how many years? Three years now, and he's he only won it once. It's it's been proved that it can be done. And Luca pretty much has a triple double sometimes in the first quarter. So I don't know. We'll see. I think it'll come down to to record. But two of those teams are tied in records right now. So hmm. peculiar. Very peculiar. Coincidence? I think not. Oh, I also I also want to brag on Devontae Graham. He's doing great. He's crushing. He I, he's um he's number two in total three points made this year behind the one the only James Harden. And I think he's definitely elevated his game, and I think that's because Kimba has removed himself from the situation, giving him more playing time. So I was gonna say it's because we dapped him up, um, but I mean, Kimba, hmm. you know. Yeah, I guess. I guess we didn't dap Kimba up. No, we didn't. So, well, you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here. You're welcome. First, <laughs> you're welcome. Break out in a song like uh, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> um, the Spurs initially doing, they were playing really, really bad, but they have now picked up the pace. They're doing great. Is there hope? for the Spurs to make the playoffs. Do you think they could kind of get their act together? I mean, I have them in, in the playoffs, so I sure hope so. So I think it, it helps that they have Coach Pop, great coach, great president of Spurs basketball. And when he gets kicked out, they also have three other great coaches that step up and be one super coach. 
and that's Aunt Becky, Becky Hannon, the Dunk Master himself, Tim Duncan. He's number three in some people's all-time list. That's true. And Will Hardy. So. And if they ever need Tim Duncan to suit up, I've seen pictures of him playing one-on-one with DeJounte Murray, so I think he's still got it. It's possible. I mean, he could just pull an MJ and and step (laughs) step down and, and start playing. Come out of retirement. Here he comes. Would that mean they retire his jersey again? It depends on how well he does the second time. Would he grab the jersey from the Raptors and Raptors and play? He is tall enough. He'd probably just climb up there and just jump on down. Put me in, coach. You are the coach. <laughs> I'm subbing myself in. <laughs> Look out, little Becky. Watch out. Um, and then the Trailblazers. Remember how we were talking bad about Carmelo Anthony? Yes, he I do remember. I'm haunted it. by that. You're haunted by it. So am I. He's doing great. Good for him. All he needed was a little R and R. He just he just needed a little sabbatical. You're exactly right. He was named, I believe, the Western Conference Player of the Week. I believe the first week he came back, and he kind of helped get those the Trailblazers out of that slump, which is great. They're still out of the playoff race right now, but I mean, it's a long way to go. Closer than they were. Yeah, they're closer than they were. That's for sure. But now they have Carmelo Anthony. Mellow, mellow. Yeah, I, I regret talking bad about Mellow because, I mean, that came back in, in bit us. So he's, he's doing great. It's awesome. Best of luck to those two teams. I would rather the Trailblazers do better than the Spurs because, honestly, my interaction with that one Spurs fan in the airport has kind of put a bad taste of Spurs fans in my mouth. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, so, boo Spurs. Ha! I like Coach Pop, though. Speaking of Spurs, I mean, did you see the other day DeMar DeRozan deleted everything on his instagram i did not I, i'm not a instagram creep like you oh well, i i just saw it because <laughs> as soon as he did it everyone was was posting about it, all the basketball accounts i follow Ooh. so he's like i'm tired of being he's like i'm tired of being in, in the spotlight he's like I, I at times i wish i played in the 80s and 90s when you didn't have social media okay that's easy delete your social media congrats he did it he did but then he didn't completely delete. He just deleted all the pictures, and then the other day he posted a picture again. So, okay. Well, I, I think your your own self is part of the problem, Damar. When it comes to social media, Damar he uses it. The less he likes it. <laughs> you knew I had to do it. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I saw the gears turning. I'm like, oh, how's he gonna say it? How's he? <laughs> He's gonna do it. <laughs> That's and great. So I later. liked it. All right, Nick, hit us with that fun fact. All right, fun fact. We're going to talk about Chris Paul, CP3. Oh, wow. Yeah. I figured, uh, I mean, I really liked him using the rules, and so right. why not do a fun fact about him again? All fun right. Fun fact. CP3, the number three he has is because his dad and brother also have the initial CP, uh, CP1, CP2, and then makes him CP3, and his number is also three. So another fun fact about him. This is a two-for-one special. He's an Ooh. excellent bowler and a bowler. spokesman for the United States Bowling Conference. Dang. So like you see in those State Farm commercials, he probably does have a collection of bowling balls on his wall. <laughs> That's true. Um, did you also know that he was in a television show? What television show? Scooby-Doo and Guess Who. Really? He w- yeah. He was played, he Scrappy-Doo? Um, no. <laughs> Although he sometimes plays like it on court. No, he he had a cameo as himself in the episode Revenge of the Swamp Monster. Wow. Ooh. So he's like a well-rounded individual. He can do it all. Right? Jinkies. 
<laughs> oh man, Scoob. <laughs> we gotta we gotta go bowling with Chris Paul. That was great. Thanks, Were you man. also in that episode too? I was Shaggy. <laughs> the trick is just to like relive your like, pubescent years. <laughs> just let the voice cracks come back. So just like LeBron's kid, LeBron's son and, and Dwayne Wade's son yeah. right now. <laughs> They're gonna be doing like uh halftime interviews with him <laughs> brownie jr what do you what do you attribute to what up your your team's up by 50 points well my dad always taught me to pass the ball <laughs> oh man That's shots fired mean. no it's, it's gonna happen <laughs> all right that's all i got gabe you got anything else i just want to say shout out to all the pairs yeah, that's all I got too. Uh, this has been another episode of Cardboard Box Seats with Nick and Gabe. Thanks for listening. Be Can sure to uh, follow us on social media. Like, subscribe. Give us a shout out if you want. We'll give you a shout out. Return the favor. We won't actually shout it though. No. Well, no. Just type it out. Probably won't yeah. talk at all. Yeah, we could we could talk about them on the air. That'd be pretty fun. Oh, we could. That's true. Yeah. In a normal voice though. Yeah, unless you want to do one of your silly voices. Do you, do you have one ready? No, I need to go back to the closet, pick one out, put it back in. <laughs> well, there you go. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Like Nick said, follow us on show, social media and like and subscribe. Give us a rating too. Thanks for listening.